Well, I'm excited to be with you guys tonight. Amen. I just want to talk to you for a few minutes. Um, Really, this is inspired by uh, Pastor Hagen. Um, He spoke a message on January 8th, um, on Sunday, January 8th. If you did not hear that message, you need to go onto the Rama USA app or go on the Rama USA YouTube and you need to watch that because it will just change your whole perspective for the year. But what he talked about is he talked about thriving, that the, the Lord told him that this is not a year to survive, but it's a year to thrive. And he talked about some ways that we can thrive. And you know, I just meditated on that and meditated on that. And the Lord began to just show me some things about thriving. And so I just simply kind of want to build upon what he started talking about and give it to you in Denise version. Okay. So uh, thrive, what does that mean? Now, I'm, I'm a words person. I like to, I'm kind of weird. I like to look up things in the dictionary, kind of see what they mean, see if they're a noun, a verb, because it means something to me. So I looked up the word thrive, right? And so one of the definitions of thrive is to progress toward a goal despite circumstances, to progress toward a goal despite circumstances. Now, I find that interesting that the Lord would give that word, that it's a year to thrive, amen? That doesn't mean that it's gonna be all roses and rainbows, right? Thriving is not all roses and rainbows. It's progressing, it's moving on, it's moving forward, toward something despite the challenges that we may face. Amen. Um, Let's turn over to John 16, verse 33. The thrive, the progressing towards a goal despite circumstances goes exactly along with what Jesus told his disciples. Now, over here in John 16, he was talking to his disciples and he was talking about, hey, I'm with you now, but really, you know, I'm going to be going to away to another place. And, you know, he was, he was trying to prepare them. Now they didn't understand it at the time, but it's interesting what he said, what Jesus said over here in John 16, 33, he says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Basically what Jesus was saying is, hey, you're going to have problems and circumstances, but that's okay because you can thrive. You can still progress towards that goal despite the circumstances because I've overcome the world and you have me living on the inside of you. So thriving isn't about walking in some perfect, you know, fairy tale roses and rainbow land, but it's about progressing towards our goal. What goal? The goal that God has called you towards. 
Each of us have our own path, right? We're all walking in that divine plan, the one that God has for us. And we can thrive as we progress towards that goal, despite the circumstances. Now, two keys that I really want to look at tonight um, at thriving in your life is prayer and praise, prayer and praise. I believe that these are two incredible keys to thriving, to progressing towards your God-given goal, despite any circumstances that may come your way. Really, you know, prayer and praise, they go together. They really can't be separated. Um, I want us to realize that. I want us to read over in Philippians 4, 6. Let's turn over there. We're going to read it in two different translations because I want us to see um, how that prayer and praise go together. So over in Philippians 4, 6, first in the NLT, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need that's praying, and thank him, that's praising, for all he has done. So it's prayer and it's praise. Let's read it over in the Passion Translation. It says, let your gentleness be seen in every relationship for our Lord is ever near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled request before God, that's the pray part, with overflowing gratitude. That's the praise part. That's the praise part. Tell him every detail of your life. So there's prayer and there's praise and they go together. I kind of like to say they're like a Reese's peanut butter cup. You know, chocolate is really good by itself, right? And peanut butter, I'm not gonna lie, I learned this from my dad. Sometimes you just gotta get in that peanut butter jar and you just gotta take a big old scoop and just eat that big old scoop of peanut butter and it's good. But you put chocolate and peanut butter together in the same bite, whew, now that's something. That's good. That's some good stuff, right? It's the same way with prayer and praise. Prayer on its own, it's good. It is so good and we're just praying and pouring out our hearts. And praise over here by itself, just worshiping the Father and thanking him for all he's done, that's good too. But when you combine them together, like Philippians 4, 6, when you tell God what you need and you thank him for it, man, that is a powerful combination. That's how you thrive in life. That's how you continually progress toward a goal despite a circumstance when you have prayer and praise together. Because we pray for things, we pray about things, but we praise our way to victory. Y'all didn't get that. We pray for things and we pray about things, but we praise 
our way to victory. Amen. Think about Jericho. You know, the wall of Jericho, Joshua. Let's read over in Joshua 6. Uh, We're going to start in verse 1. In case you don't know the story about Joshua and the wall of Jericho. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priest give one long blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town and they can overtake it. Now, the Lord told that to Joshua and you fast forward through that chapter and exactly what the Lord told Joshua is exactly what happened. They marched around, they marched around, they marched around, but when they praised, that's when the walls fell down. See, praise causes breakthrough. Praise is the way to break through. And that is how you keep on progressing towards your, towards God's plan for your life, despite every obstacle, despite every obstacle. Now, sometimes we're praying and we're praying and we're praying about a situation and, you know, you can kind of get frustrated because God's not seemingly not answering your prayers, right? And, you know, you can start to like whine and complain and say, ah, God, man, you know, I've been praying about this and I've been praying about this and I've been praying about this and it's not happening. I don't know where you are. Have you left me? Have you forsaken me? It is just taking way too long. When are you ever going to come through? You're just complaining and complaining and you're complaining. Anybody ever been there besides me? (laughs) I think we've all been there. We're like, God, where are you at? Can you hear me? But here's the situation. When we're complaining and whining and poor old me, that's the devil's language. And all whining and complaining does is give the devil dominion over your situation. But praise. Now praise is God's language. And when you are praising, when you are praying and you are asking God and you are presenting your requests to him and you're pouring out every detail of your life to him, and then you turn around and you praise about the situation. Thank you, Lord, that you hear me. Thank you that you're all powerful. Thank you that you're working in that situation. Thank you that every stronghold has to come down. Thank you that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you that I can be victorious in this situation. When you start praising, that is God's language. And then he has dominion over your situation. Whining and complaining gives the devil dominion over your situation. Mm-mm-mm. Amen. So praising is the way to victory. Amen. Now, here's the thing. 
praise is really not something that comes real natural to us. All right. And the reason we know that is that it talks about in the word to offer up the sacrifice of praise. Meaning, you know, if you're sacrificing something, it means that, you know, it's, you're, you're hurting something. You know, a sacrifice is, you know, like in the Old Testament, they brought the sacrificial lamb. And, you know, they're killing the lamb, right? That probably didn't feel too good to that lamb, right? It's kind of painful. It talks about the sacrifice of praise because our human nature doesn't always want to praise. Because praise involves not looking at the natural realm and what's going on, but it involves looking at the supernatural realm and what God is doing for you even though you may not see the results here in the natural. And so praise is a sacrifice. It takes looking at the things that are not seen instead of looking at the seen things. So we have to practice our praise, practice our praise. Now that seems kind of odd to put together, practice praise. See, practice means you intentionally set aside time to do something, to get better at something, right? Let's think about sports, right? Every sports team out there, um, they practice, right? They have to practice. Why do they practice? They practice to get good at something, yeah? To get better, to sharpen their skills, But you know why else they practice? Let me tell you, my sons, both of them played a lot of sports and uh, they both played baseball. And so in baseball, they have something called BP or batting practice, all right? And I mean, they work on batting practice during the off season and during the on season. It's not like they ever quit batting practice. They work on it all year. And here's why. See, batting practice, when you're standing there in that batter's box and you got the bat, right? And the pitcher is pitching the ball towards you. It's coming pretty fast. And you got this small bat and you got to swing and you got to hit it. And you got to hit it just right. But the reason why they practice so much, and if you ever watch batting practice, I mean, it's for 30 minutes. It's just pitch after pitch after pitch, just boom, boom, boom. They're not even giving you time. It's just throw after throw, hit after hit after hit. And you know why they do it? They want it to become automatic response. Because what a baseball player knows is that when that ball comes toward them, it needs to be such automatic response that they don't even think about it. Because when they get in a game time situation, when the stands are all full and, you know, the, the crowd is like, oh, you know, miss it, you know, uh, and they get up there and there's the pressure Okay. And they're looking at the opposite team, the pitcher, and he's doing all of his signs and all that kind of stuff. You know, it kind of can get in your head, 
But every batter wants it to be such automatic response that the minute that they see the ball coming to them, they don't even think about it. They just boom, automatic response because they've done it time and time and time again. That's how we need to practice our praise. See, we need to practice our praise in the off season when things are going fine and things are going really good, we need to practice praising the Lord. Because what we know is what Jesus told us that in this life, we're gonna have problems. We're gonna have trials. We're gonna have tests, but it doesn't mean that we can't thrive because we can keep progressing towards the goal despite those circumstances, but we need to be praising in the off season when it's going good, because when the pressure is on, when things are going bad, when, you're, when the devil is screaming in your mind, you want such automatic response that you just immediately start praising the Lord. You don't even think about it, you just start praising the Lord. You know, and I'm not talking about, you know, just turning on the radio or, you know, listening to a praise and worship song and just singing. No, 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 this is not what I'm talking about, all right? I am talking about the praise that just bubbles up on the inside of you. That song in your heart, I'm talking about the praise of thanking God for who he is, for how powerful he is, for all the things that he has done, for worshiping him for who he is and what he has done, calling out all the things that he is in your life. That's the type of praise. That is the Jericho praise. That is the walls coming down type of praise. That's the praise that we need to practice. We need to practice the praise that David did. I want us to read over in Psalms 57. Psalms 57, let's go over there. I'm gonna get over here in my Bible. Psalms 57. So let me set up this Psalm for you, all right? So David wrote this song and sang this song. And remember um, when Saul, King Saul was trying to kill David, when he turned on David and he wanted David dead, okay? So David ran away and he was hiding in a cave so that he would not be killed. And it was during that time when the pressure was on, when he was being hunted like an animal and there was a price on his head and King Saul was trying to kill him, guess what David did in the cave in that very pressure situation? This is what David did. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy. I look to you for protection. I will hide beneath the shadow of your wings until the danger passes by. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. He will send help from heaven to rescue me, disgracing those who hound me. My God will send forth his unfailing love and faithfulness. 
I am surrounded by fierce lions who greedily devour human prey, whose teeth pierce like spears and arrows and whose tongues cut like swords. But be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. My enemies have set a trap for me. I am weary from distress. They have dug a deep pit in my path, but they themselves have fallen into it. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up, my harp. My heart, wake up, O lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations for your unfailing love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. May your glory shine over all the earth. When David was when he was being hunted like an animal and, and he, they, Saul wanted him dead, he was praising God. He was praising God from his inmost, innermost being, exalting him, knowing that his God was faithful to protect him. That's the kind of praise that we need to practice. That's the kind of praise that we need to always have in our mouth. I want us to go over to John verse four. I mean, chapter four, verse 23 and 24. We're gonna read it in two versions. This is the type of praise. This is the type of praise that needs to be continually, continually in our mouth, continually in our mouth, a song in our heart, a song on our lips, Here's what it said, says in John chapter four, verse 23. It says, but the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. The father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is a spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. See, God is a spirit and the way that we worship him is with our spirit, our spirit crying out from our innermost being. Let's look at it in the Passion Translation. It says, from here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place. It's not just a matter of being here in church when we worship the Father. It will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. With the right heart. For God is a spirit and he longs. He longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. Now, let me tell you, When we worship God in spirit and in truth, he longs for that. He shows up for that. That is the breakthrough type of praise. I want you to get this visual. When we're praising God in spirit and in truth, I'm not talking about like, you know, the kind of like, look at me praise. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, when people are 
wanting to make a big spectacle of themselves. That's not truth. That's not in spirit or in truth. That's a look at me and how spiritual I am. Let's just be real with it, y'all. Let's just be real. That is not the type of worship that God is looking for. He is looking for those and longing for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And do you know what he does? I love this visual. The Lord gave me this visual. When we, he is looking around, hey, who's worshiping me in spirit and truth? Oh, I hear, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, these over here, man. They are worshiping me with their whole heart, with their innermost being. They're telling me how awesome I am. Oh man, let me pull up a chair. Not just a chair, let me pull, this is good. Let me pull up a lazy boy recliner and let me settle in for a while right here with these people because they're worshiping me in spirit and truth. I wanna sit here and listen to this. I want to be among them. I want to be on them. I want to do things for them. I want to show up for them. I want to break down their walls. I want to answer their prayers. I want to give them the desires of their heart. Let me sit right here in this big comfortable chair and listen to the worshipers who are worshiping me in spirit and in truth. Your praises that come from the innermost being, it's creating a lazy boy recliner and just saying, hey, God, come here. I made this nice comfy chair for you. Come here and just let me praise you. That's the type of worshipers that he is looking for. Now, I want to read you something. This is uh, Pastor's book, The Untapped Power and Praise. You got to get this. This needs to be your first read of 2023 because in here, he talks about all about praise and praising the way to victory. And he says something in this book, and I can't say it any better, so I'm just going to quote him, okay? Because this is where the church, this is where we need to get. And it's talking about worshiping in spirit and truth. And he says, do you see the difference? I believe if the body of Christ could realize the difference between the superficial mechanical praise that is little more than an outward fleshly demonstration and the genuine praise and worship that flows from the heart as a demonstration of spirit and of power, God could move the body of Christ into an area of the demonstration of the spirit we have not yet experienced. Of course, we must realize that the devil wants believers to remain in a superficial, fleshy, and soulish state of praise rather than to come into the deeper level of spirit-led, spirit-motivated praise and worship. If the enemy can keep us in an emotional, superficial state of praise, he can hinder us from receiving benefits God the Father desires us to have. We will not be able to receive some of the benefits of God as long as we remain in carnal, fleshly realms until we move into the deeper praise and worship that comes from man's heart. God is hindered from releasing his power to the body of Christ in greater measures. Jesus said that man was to worship God in spirit and in truth, the scripture we just read. And again, 
The test of true praise and worship is that it draws you closer to God, not to the flesh, not to man. For example, in church, when we people sing praises to God, we can close our eyes and forget about the singers and just listen to the words of that song and worship God. Music that is designed to glorify God draws us closer to God. The spirit of God can come upon musicians and they can play a spiritual song under the direction and inspiration of the spirit, which the entire congregation can enjoy. When it's done by the inspiration of the spirit of God, music such as this will draw the congregation into worship. This is anointed praise and worship by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We can forget about the musicians and just let the godly music draw us closer to God. See, that's the place, church. When we come to church and we get into true worship, the type that the Father desires, Man, it'll take us into realms. I long for that. You know what? I long for the day that we just don't do the three songs that we plan to do. I long for that. But that depends on you and that depends on me. Are we gonna worship in spirit and truth? Are we gonna forget about all the things? Are we gonna thrive and progress towards the goal that God has for us and get everything he has for us despite all the problems? Are we gonna forget about all the problems and start worshiping God in spirit and truth? Because I guarantee you when we do, he will show up on the scene and there will be spiritual songs and God will move in ways that he has not moved before. And it will take us into deeper levels. It will take us into deeper levels of worship. It will take us into the deeper things of God and we will experience victory in our lives that we have not yet experienced. I want that church, I want that. Let's do that in 2023. Let's do that in 2023, every time we come here. But here's the thing, I don't want you just to do it here. This is an everyday thing. See, cause you're gonna practice every day. Because when we come to church and you know, it's like game time, man, our praise is gonna be so great cause we've been practicing every day. We've been practicing. We've been setting aside time daily in our home just to worship God, just to sing out of our hearts, just to tell him how good he is. And you know, it's kind of like whenever you start practicing on a daily basis worship and you start setting aside that time, do you know that in every situation, your auto response is going to be praise? It's gonna be praise. You know, it's kind of like auto reply email. Anybody have email and you, you email somebody and it says it's an auto reply and it usually says something like, this person is out of the office. They will not return your call until, you know, a week from now. Anybody ever get an auto reply? When we start practicing praise, Guess what our auto reply to every situation is? Praise. 
praise, when you start practicing it, when it gets to game time and the pressure's on and sickness tries to come in your body, you know what your auto reply is? I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Do you know when financial problems start to come in your life and raise their ugly head? Do you know what your auto reply is? I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, first thing out of your mouth, not, oh, I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know how we're gonna buy food or put gas in our car. Uh Uh-uh. When you practice praise on a daily basis, you auto reply praise, auto reply praise, auto reply praise. When strife starts to come in your marriage, I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Strife can't stay where you auto reply praise. Strife cannot stay where you auto reply praise. You get some horrible news, auto reply praise. I sing praises to your name. You know, just today I practiced auto reply praise. I practiced auto reply praise because I have been practicing praise on a daily basis and I was getting ready this morning and man, depression tried to come on me. I felt it. I felt it. My, my younger son, he's been home on He's at college and he's been home for the last six weeks um, for the Christmas break. And I really like him and I really like him living in my home and I got used to him being there again. And today he moved back to college and I felt that depression start to come on me. I was blow drying my hair and I just felt my heart getting heavy. I auto replied praise. I just started singing, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, God Almighty. Your holy Lord, your mighty Lord, you who are worthy, Lord. Blessed be your name. Depression can't stay where there's praise. Do you see how that auto-reply praise? It drives out, it gives God dominion in that situation. Our auto-reply always needs to be praise. Anytime a circumstance or a situation comes up, auto-reply praise. That's how we're gonna thrive in 2023. How we are gonna keep progressing towards every single thing that God has for us is by prayer and praise. And when things try to distract us and stop us, we're gonna auto-reply praise. Auto-reply praise. And we're gonna practice our praise. I challenge you, take 10 minutes a day 10 minutes a day and just praise God. Just start singing out. Lord, I just love you. I praise you. I worship you. I magnify you. 
Thank you that you're working in my, on my behalf. Thank you that you go before me and you're behind me and you're beside me. And I have joy and I have strength and I have creativity and I know what to do. I make good decisions. I praise you, Lord, for you're with me. You're always helping me. You're always holding my hand. You're right there on this journey beside me. I cannot fail because you are with me. You do that for 10 minutes a day, it'll change your life. And then you bring that on to church when it's time to praise and worship. And you worship him in spirit and truth. And church, we will go into deeper levels that we have never gone before. Amen. I just want you to stand up. We're just going to practice that just for a few minutes. We're going to sing, blessed be your name. And I just want you right now, everybody in this room, just close your eyes. Just close your eyes and it may be uncomfortable, but I just want you to raise your hand. That's it might be a sacrifice for some, but we bring the sacrifice of praise. And I want you right now to forget about everybody. I want you to forget about everything around you. And I just want you from your innermost being to just worship your creator, your savior, your king of kings and your Lord of lords. And I want you to worship him in spirit and in truth. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. God almighty. say I've heard you 
you need to stop praying and start praising. And if you'll start praising, you'll see the breakthrough that you've been praying for. You say, is that for me? Well, if it applies to you, then take it. If it doesn't, then just leave it alone. Amen. How many of you are gonna auto reply praise? Amen. Amen. Well, our prayer uh, team is gonna come right now. Um, and so if, if you're in here and you need prayer for anything, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you once did, but you need to rededicate your life, or maybe you've never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues and you want to do that, um, the prayer team is down here. Ladies are on this side for the ladies. Men are on this side for the men. Maybe you need prayer for healing or just for situation. They would love to, to pray with you and for you. So when church is dismissed, you can come down and um, they will pray for you. Um, also, first-time visitors. We had a lot of first-time visitors. Connection team, if you will go with those first-time visitors and take them out to the Connection Center, um, we have a gift for you just for coming, and we hope that you join us again. And uh, church, Sunday morning, uh, 10 o'clock, be here and be ready with your praise. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a good night.